Drink beer. Think beer. You're listening to Brew Bloods. Hey, welcome to Bloods episode 83. Uh, it's a very special episode. We just got back from the uh, Petticola's fifth anniversary party, New Year's Eve party. So you're hearing this obviously in 2017, but uh, we celebrated with Michael Petticola's. Uh, he was dressed up like a naked baby with the little sash and everything as he made his cheers for the New Year. So sexy. And that uh, sexy voice you hear there, Stefan from the uh, What's on Top podcast out of Sweden. Came here just just for this event. Your girl. Why I do you sound you. so NPR today? It's really weird. It's anytime I have these headphones on with the uh, task cam, I go into NPR mode. It's really it's. I'm trying not to be too loud, so it's hard to say. I, whatever. I thought it was on an episode of All Things Considered or something. <laughs> Welcome to All Thing All Beer Considered here on the Brew Bloods. I also like the fact that we're splitting uh, two mics between four people. Well, we're doing the best we can. I, yeah. I don't have any more splitters, so it's, it's the mo- it's the mobile mic one. Yeah, we're mics four guys. <laughs> I love that porn. That's my favorite porn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're also joined by Javi from Central Track again on the show. Guys? Welcome back to the show. Thank you. And uh, so uh, you're going to hear next week. We'll hear the episode that Stefan recorded for What's on Tap. You'll hear our review of uh, the Operation Collaboration from Petacolis with Green Flash. But that'll be next week on our show. Um, but uh, did you guys enjoy the uh, Petacolis fifth anniversary? The new tap room that they unveiled. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, it's a lot of really high ABV. Uh, I should tell. I've already already had quite a few a- ABV beers. Uh, something. Everything seemed to be between eight and uh, 11, 12 percent. Yeah, they got a couple of. Uh, they have the Alfred Brown that's about five point three, and then a couple of those other great Scots. I think were around six and a half, but uh, definitely nothing session available there. No, no, and, and and overall, it was just really nice, especially when you can do the uh, uh, what do you call it, the trying it by the years and and everything. The, the vertical, was, yeah, vertical. Thank you. So, what did you think of the uh, their flagship beer, the Velvet Hammer? You know, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, it was quite nice. I'm not uh, a big one for spiced ales, right. but uh, it was a really pleasant uh, red ale. Mm. I, I really, really enjoyed it. So we're not just blowing smoke up Michael's ass then? No, no, no. I mean, you, you are. <laughs> I mean, are I mean, you really are just, oh, you're just on your knees filleting him yeah. constantly. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't which, mean which I enjoy. Beer. I mean, I enjoy that in a podcast. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, but no, it, it is well, it is well due. Um, he, he has put out some really, really great stuff. And I feel like I've, I've, like uh, today, I feel like I tried five years worth of history right. uh, in in his uh, brewery, and and there was a lot of of really really good stuff there. Yeah, they had uh, thirty six beers on tap there, and uh, they had a, a number of verticals from the Duke to the Great Scots. They had the Sledgehammer, they had the Velvet Hammer. I didn't see the Pickhammer, but it was a fun party. It was uh, they had two sessions I think going on. We went to the first session, yeah, and so uh, they they had one at noon, and then they're having one at four p.m. Right, and they did the right thing by cutting off yeah. the amount of tickets that they sold for each session. Because honestly, unlike years past, so I, this has been a tradition with my friend Alyssa and I were like, we've gone for the last like three years and every time it's always super busy and like, just gotta, it's, it's one of those where like, sometimes you would have to, you know, get your drink, mm-hmm. get back in line, take your like drink, drink your beer. And then you'll, by the time get you're done, you'll be up at the front of the line, but this yeah. is much more relaxed and honestly, a lot of people cleared out kind of early, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, I would say around 30 people started to clear yeah. out. Yeah, I would say it was it was really nice because I didn't have to wait in line for anything. And almost like I was trying to figure out what I wanted. And the servers were like, what do you want? What do you want? And I'm like, 
I just need to like a half a second longer to be able to yeah. like, all right, just give me that. Yeah, yeah. You know? It was nice. It was spread out and yeah. uh, well organized. I, you know, conversely, I didn't go to it this year, but the Burn Barrel Tentrips release party, I heard was they didn't ticket it like they did last year. And people were saying you had to wait 40, 40 minutes in line just to get one glass, which was just crazy. I don't know if that's true or not. We weren't there. Uh, it was on the the uh, Dallas Facebook group. So yeah, they were but they had uh, what, one, two, three, four, five different stations, mm-hmm. six different stations set up. Man, manned by easily three yeah. or four people each. Yeah. So, yeah, so you, nice. you could easily hop around and, and, and try different things. Yeah, it was a good party. Uh, congratulations to five years for Petacolis. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, Stefan, uh, he was supposed to bring us a number of beers, but unfortunately somebody stole. Right. So somebody my, got my themselves luggage, a nice year of beers. Stolen. And we were supposed to be trying the Yellow Belly today, which is hands down like my one of my all time favorite beers. That's just Omnipolo amazing. Also? Yeah, Omnipolo as well. Uh, amazing uh, beer to try. And yeah, that, but that, I will say, you showed me that bottle. That bottle makes me uncomfortable. It resembles. Yeah, it, it, well, it should, because it's their anti racism beer. And oh, is it? It looks okay. like. A it looks like hood. something, yeah, like uh, David Duke would be in favor of. Right, right. So, so it's their anti racism beer. Uh, and, the, and the packaging itself is a beer. In a white uh, white paper bag with eye holes, with, with, with tied uh, a tied top, yeah, and then with two little eye holes on it, so it looks kind of like a clan hood. It, it's very disturbing. But when you take the, the 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 paper off and you read the the label itself, it's very much about uh, racism awareness and 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 combating racism and, and equality and. Uh, so yeah. if you see anyone in the Arkansas area uh, with a clan hood beer wearing uh, a small girl's clothing, then you'll know that they they took yeah, yeah, Stefan's back. They, they stole my sh- man, straight up. How disappointing! Yeah, I, I would imagine it's. I, why would you steal a little girl's bag, anyways? Well, you know, because it was an oversized suitcase. It was a huge okay. suitcase. It was big and it was red. And uh, what happened was big and um, red, much like your appendage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> big, big and red, much Inflamed. like the, much like the rocket is what we call it, the red rocket. Um, so what happened was we, we flew in. And they didn't have our luggage, so we thought, well, crap. We'll go into Tulsa and uh, go to the uh, the Prairie Artisan Bar, mm-hmm. which was amazing because they were selling the deconstructed Prairie Bomb. So you could buy um, a deconstructed version of that. So you could buy either like the vanilla or the chocolate, the chili, or the um, coffee version of that. And we tried the vanilla and the chili version, and the vanilla was amazing just uh out of this world uh the the chili what i tried was really really dry it was just it was just kind of okay and then we tried uh, a couple of beers from american solera which is a um a brewery headed up by the guy that used to run the sour um uh stuff for pre-artisan he opened his own place basically right next door so i tried a couple of his things and if you like sour beers american solera just does like an amazing uh amazing stuff and then you found out that you lost all your beers <laughs> and, then, the and, then, and then we found out we lost all my luggage and then yeah. i had like i had the uh honestly i feel really bad for you guys because you don't get to try the yellow belly you don't get to try the uh texas pecan uh, ice cream stout yeah. which is amazingly amazingly good it was just ranked one of the top 50 uh stouts in the world which you guys just covered that on what's on tap right With, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the last episode was the uh the texas pecan and right. the rocky road yeah. uh, ice cream stouts i'm very disappointed and i expect you to once you get back you can uh, spend 300 dollars and ship those back to the yeah, yeah no i honestly I, I would love to ship you guys those i think well what's great is 
in uh, like March, the Noah Pecan uh, Mudcake Stout becomes part of the regular release series for mm-hmm. uh, Omnipolo. And I'll definitely send you guys that stuff because okay. it is, honestly, it's one of those beers you have to try. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. Uh, and Logistically, how, how, how much does it take to ship from Sweden Oh, it's a lot. And vice and, versa. And international shipping is never cheap. So if you're going to do it, you've got to make it worth your while. Right, right. I but, sense- uh, but I'm wondering, like, just like... Okay, like how many beers is it worth? Well, I sent wow, so right. I just sent him a shipment a few weeks ago, yeah. and it was probably what ten beers. Yeah, and it cost and the slowest shipping. It was it cost me one hundred fifty dollars to ship it to yeah. Sweden. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think what I sent you, I sent you six beers in over two packages, and it was around like sixty dollars. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to do, I wanted to do UPS to get a signature lot because a lot of times it gets lost. And uh, yeah, it was going to be like three hundred dollars. And he's like, he's like, you don't want to do that. I'm like, no, no you, you do not want. I will do that. slip with the. I will ship yeah. with the USPS. Uh, yeah, cheapest definitely. version available. But uh, today we're talking about the outside the lines from Omnipolo. I always want to call Omnipolo because we're in Texas, obviously. Of course, uh, the omniscient chicken. Um, but uh, this is an imperial double stout, twelve percent ABV, and uh, allegedly no IBU. At least according to Untapped. Yeah, there's absolutely absolutely no IBU on this, and, and this is a very very standard uh, style. I mean, stouts are Omnipolo, like stouts and and um, and uh, really hoppy beers. They're kind of the two things yeah, that thing, they go for. It uh, it only has seven hundred twenty seven ratings on Untapped, but it's a four point zero five six on average. Yeah. And um, and this is done with uh, what was the the brewery? It was uh, Trillium, and Trillium also does an outside the lines, but it's the U.S. version of this. Right. Um, and this is cardamom and vanilla, which I I'm not familiar with cardamom, so I would talk about cardamom because I know you love it, but your partner Matthias hates it. Right, right. So Matthias, Matthias, who who works with who who does uh, what's on tap uh, podcast with me. He does not like the cardamom beers because cardamom is a very distinct flavor. It's kind of like getting a licorice beer. You're definitely going to know that's a licorice beer if it's done right. Like black licorice or red well, like black licorice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, so it's distinctive like that, or this has a black licorice taste. No, no to it, it does not have a black licorice taste. It's distinctive like that. So if you've ever had um, Indian rice, like Indian food, uses a lot of cardamom in Indian food. He said a couple of times he tried to make a batch because he's a brewer himself. Yeah, Stefan's actually wearing an Olson uh, brewing T-shirt right now, which is Matisse's uh, brewery. Um, but he said they tried it in a large batch and they barely used any cardamom and he said it ruined the entire batch and he had to dump it. Well, because cardamom is a, is a really overpowering pungent, flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's like, pungent. it's like lavender, lavender. Mm-hmm. You can use a little bit. It's always going to taste like flowery and soapy. Right. Cardamom, you know, just a little bit gives you just a huge, huge, uh, adjunct flavor mm-hmm. and. I mean, if you smell this beer, you get like you get kind of the chocolate and the coffee, and you get that uh, that that cardamom smell right off of the right off of the. Top. I guess I can see that. I, I'm not a big fan of Indian food, so I'm a little wary of this. But I can definitely get some of those Indian food notes in there for sure. But yeah, there's sure. also like it kind of reminds me. It smells like a little bit like a, the Prairie Bomb, but with yeah, less spice. It does have a bit of a Prairie Bomb. So there's a little bit of cinnamon in there when yeah. you kind of swirl it. You, you mean it won't? It doesn't foam up at all because there's absolutely no carbonation in this. In but it also whatsoever. Yeah. It also smells a little medicinal to me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, medicinal as in marijuana? <laughs> no, like a um, like a light Robitussin almost. There are other types of medicines, hobby. I, I, I was not aware of that. Uh, other than small batch free range of marijuana. Right. Mm, 
Love that handcrafted right. marijuana. <laughs> well, let's just give it a little taste here and see what you guys yeah. think. Appearance-wise, though, it's it's brown. It it's very brown. It's very thick. It is it is, it is super black. And then when you swirl it, it just it just coats the glass in this yeah, brown. It's, it's very oily. Yeah. Just in, a, uh, yeah, in the glass. Yeah, Omnipolo is super super oily and and almost no carbonation it's, in their beers. It's funny. Just we're drinking these out of Pentecost glasses. You can definitely see the layers of transition between the glass and the beer. It's, I can definitely smell a licorice. Uh, kind of smell too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're getting you're getting yeah. kind of that as well. Mm. Not sure if I like that. It's interesting. It's not bad. I just yeah, I don't know. That's that's no. That's definitely not what we get in the U.S. for sure. Like this feels like a foreign. This feels like a foreign ass beer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Like I kind of had the misconception of thinking like Prairie Bomb was in my mind because of yeah. the vanilla bean, because of the stout. Uh, Glassware's not exactly the same, but uh, similar coloring or something. So that was kind of in my mind. And then you get this, and it's nothing like that at all. Uh, the vanilla is not not exceptionally prominent, I would say. It, it's got to be uh, I I, prominent enough. You think? I, I think so. Yeah, I, I got huge vanilla off. Really? I, yeah. I don't at first, for sure. I get, fight I, me, bro. Yeah, well, it's fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's It's got to be one of the counterbalance elements in there, but yeah. I, I don't feel like it's it's not as prominent as I expected. I guess maybe because it has kind of that tart back end or whatever whatever it is that yeah you definitely get that that bitter cocoa nib yeah uh flavor to it yeah exactly yeah it's really uh it's it's interesting it, it reminds me of like um like rum it's it's kind of rummy to me uh yeah like a like a spanish rum but then it's like you poured in a batch of dirt or something it's very earthy what? to me yeah 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 no, but no, no, not, I, I i can see what you're, you're saying i'm saying it's very like, earthy like they, they also make a beer uh, omnipolo also makes a beer called a hypnopompa which is a marshmallow uh, it's a coffee marshmallow stout and I get some of that marshmallowy vanilla. Like I said, the cocoa nibs really dry. I mean, the, the, it's, it's very a dry. really, really dry beer. Marshmallow was a good. That's a very good description. I get that now that you mention it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. So back in the day, when very one of our very early episodes was the Shiner uh, chocolate beer that they made. It kind of no, reminds that, me that that beer was garbage. This no, I'm not. Good. Well, look, I'm I'm just saying it kind of reminds me of that dry cocoa. This is definitely a better beer for sure. I mean, that as we described at the time was like back of the shelf Walmart chocolate frosting, and this is better than that for sure. I just don't know that I. I don't you know, know what I'm this. A hard re- time with this one. This reminds me of honestly a lot of the brew brew dog beers. It reminds me a little bit of the Tokyo. It actually reminds me quite a bit of the uh, Tactical Nuclear Penguin, to be honest. Really? That, yeah. That is a surprise because I, I don't think that this... this It's not similar, but it's just like I remember whenever I tried the Tactical Nuclear Penguin, like it was it was very flavorful up front, but it didn't have... But it kind of like just kind of disappeared like a little bit towards the end there. And that's kind of what I'm getting from this beer. Yeah, no, I see that. But for me, like the aftertaste, it's really dry and it... And it it yeah, stops. It stops. It stops really fast on the palate, but the the flavors you are left with are like this toasted uh, coffee, vanilla, toasted coffee marshmallow flavors. Right. Definitely, yeah, 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 yeah. Very chocolatey See, kind of flavor. That's why I totally disagree with you on comparing it to the Shiner because I thought that was like a really crappy milk chocolate, the, the, nasty flavor, yeah. and this has like a really full-bodied uh flavor to it and the vanilla is good i i I get it after drinking it a little bit more i do get the vanilla marshmallowy flavor and i think that does counter out i think toasted is a very good description yeah uh toasty aftertaste is it's it's really good it's much it's much different than that that shiner for me honestly it's starting to taste like 
have kind of like a s'mores kind of flavor. Yeah. S'mores, yeah. Oh, yeah, very much so. I, I think once it warms up, and yeah. uh, it really... Like it really it it's the great thing about Omnipolo styles is, is you let them warm up a little bit, and they just blossom, and they just bring you so much more. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I didn't mean to be disparaging. I'm no, just you saying... you did. You did your dick. Well, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't we, know... We all feel that. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I don't like the uptops on this beer, but I do like the back end on this beer. Um, I think it's a very different beer from front to back. And I, I don't hate it up front. It just has kind of a dry cocoa quality that reminds me of the Shiner. The Shiner was by far a worse beer. Don't get me wrong. I really like the complexity Wait, of this so beer. so why are you comparing it to the because, worst beer? Because there's certain, it reminds me of the dried kind of cocoa. Parts of it remind me of the dry cocoa flavor of that bad Shiner beer. You remember that, remember that really crappy beer that I really <laughs> hated? It's kind of like that, but, but much, much better. But see, to me, that tastes like old milk chocolate. And, and this doesn't have that flavor at all. Yeah. I'm just saying, to me, it shares some of those qualities. Now, I, I, lo- I love the aftertaste on this beer. I think it's to me the it's a lot better in the aftertaste than the initial taste. But yeah. I, I the the back end taste, the aftertaste is excellent. I love that. I think maybe I'm just not a fan of cardamom. I, I think it's probably and it could be the cardamom. I mean that is uh, like I said, I, I don't find it overwhelming. Uh, Matthias, uh, my my co host, he found it just like a huge cardamom bomb. Yeah. And from what I what I've heard, uh, what I've read, um, it's a little like. Um, uh, what do you call it? Not um, like so, some some beers. Some of the bottles are more cardamomy than mm-hmm. than other ones. Um, but I, th- I think more than this would be just outright dangerous. I can see why you would want to dump a batch if you if it was any stronger than this. But I, I find it I find it very very drinkable, very smooth. It's got yeah. that really rich, thick, chocolatey. Yeah, Vanilla. This, this is definitely flavor. one done this for me. This definitely feels like a nightcap kind of beer. You know, where like you just take your time with it. You don't rush it. And probably gonna go to bed right afterwards. Yeah, it's like 11, 12 percent. So yeah, yeah, it is. It is twelve percent. Yeah, to its to its favor, it's not boozy at all. It does not taste like that at all. This is definitely a finish one off and then finish yourself off and then go to bed. Yeah, I'm gonna pull an amazing job of hiding their their ABV. They they usually do not taste that uh, that boozy. Yeah, that uh, that IPA that I had uh, saved from your last trip. What was that called? Uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, that high ABV couldn't taste the booze at all. I don't know what magic they weave, but I guess today we're podcasting about all like less boozy beers. I guess right. or less boozy, less tasting boozy beers. tasting beers. Yeah, yeah hiding them all. Sure. Yeah. All right, Omnipolo uh, does like hands down some of the best stuff I've ever had, and I, I usually enjoy pretty much anything they do. Um, this was a one-off that they did. Probably never see it again. I bought like seven, eight bottles of it just because wow. I uh, I figure it'll age out pretty well. Uh, that in the Noah pecan. Um, Mud cake stout, right. also really, really good. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I can get you guys some more, some more of the stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd love the just the everything you've uh, sent us from and I've heard about from Monopolo. It sounds, I love how crafty they are, and yeah. without being, because um, since I'm not like Jester King does a lot of experimentation, but but they all they're all wild ale and sours, which I'm not really a sour fan. So it's yeah. nice to see somebody else being crazy experimental. It's really and, cool. and they come up with this like stuff. You're just like. You should just call that diabetes because yeah. <laughs> it's just like diabetes. Yeah, it's like uh, graham cracker, chocolate caramel, marshmallow. It sounds amazing. Something stout. I mean, they just do like, like if you if you follow them on Instagram and they come up with stuff and you're like, and what's your Instagram? Oh, what's my Instagram? What's your Instagram? My, my Instagram is well, I have two. I have one for the podcast, which is uh, what's on tap, and then I have my own personal uh, Instagram, which is uh, booze and bars. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I showcase a lot of the a lot of the beers that we and tried. a lot of your dick pics and a lot of dick pics with your, with your uh, dick wreath. Yes. Well, <laughs> it's a lot of tuck pics because they can't show peen. 
on Instagram. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of uh, you know tuck. Just, tuck d- just a hint. It's just, it's just like just, I just like to reenact that scene from uh, Sons of the Lambs every day. That's all you get. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he, every time he tries a new lipstick. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's go with ratings, Stephanie. You've, uh, let's go with you first since you're more experienced with this. Well, I, I absolutely love this beer. This is my second time to have it. I I think it's uh, one of their better. Um, I put it up there with the Noah, with the Yellow Belly, with the Lorelei, which is another just la, la, amazing la, la. like stout that they put out. So this for me is like a four point five. All right, I'd give this honestly because it kind of reminds me of like I said the uh, the tactical nuclear penguin and like the Tokyo from Brew Dog. I give this like a four point two five. That's good. Yeah, I think it's got a really good mix of toasted notes, uh, and then the marshmallow vanilla does a good counter. It's dry, like you said, but it's not drying, which is always good. Um, kind of like Marcus said, I think I do, I do appreciate the aftertaste of it, but I actually like the upfront as well. So I, I think it's pretty well rounded beer overall. Um, so I'd, I'd probably give it um, four point two five. Yeah, um, I don't think I can go as high as you guys, but I think that's just my flavor problem. Um, you're a dick. You're, you're I'm a dick. dick. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not gonna give it a bad rating. I'm actually going just because I admire the complexity of the beer. I don't. I don't think I like cardamom. I'm definitely not a licorice fan. So I don't. I really don't like the upfront of this beer, but I really admire the back end of this beer because it's. I, I admire how it transitions. Do you get licorice flavor out of this? Because I, I really haven't gotten much of that. No, very little. I, I I can taste it, and maybe it's just you know my weird tongue, but I can. Well, I, I, th- I think that you're. No, I can see we're getting a licorice, but it's not really licorice. I think well, it's that, that cardamom that flavor is, yeah. that, that's doing that for you. Because if you had really licorice beers, you usually feel really really numb in your tongue, mm. uh, and that's where you can tell like you've got that really strong yeah, which, black licorice. We don't get flavor. licorice beers here in the states, yeah. as far as I yeah. Know. Well, I could have got you. I could have brought like three different black licorice right. beers, and that's they would have all. That's kind of we, we hate. honestly, honestly, you think they sound horrible. They're really, really good. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I would like if there's an American black licorice ale, uh, probably out, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. But because licorice is such a dominant flavor in like so many things in uh, in Scandinavia, they do some really, really nice stuff to where you don't get that like just punch in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Licorice. It's like a subtle aftertaste. It I mean, just creeps up on I would you. imagine it requires decades and decades of experience with mixing those ingredients, which we obviously we don't have here. Right. So well, I mean, you guys like the, the, the chili licorice beer I brought uh, yeah, that's true. about three years ago. That's so. true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I admire the complexity of this beer, even if I don't necessarily enjoy the flavor palette overall up front. But I do like the, uh, the aftertaste quite a bit, the almondy, smoky, uh, s'moresy type flavor. So... I, I you know I'm gonna go with four out of five. Um, I if I were just going on taste alone, I'd probably rate it lower. But I admire what it does, uh, how it, it has a very um, it's a very complex beer, and I admire that. And I think probably for people who enjoy cardamom, you're probably really gonna like this beer. Yeah, I, I think if they did a barrel aged version of this, it would be uh, it would be really good because they're doing a lot of barrel aged versions of their stuff mm. right now. Um, and like the Noah Pecan, they have two different barrel aged versions. One is a double barrel aged where they barrel aged it on. Uh, Islay uh, whiskey and then another another whiskey and it's mm. it's unbelievably good. I bet this beer would be good if you aged for a couple of years. I bet it. Would, oh yeah. I bet it would age really well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it four out of five. It's definitely one, it's a one and done for me. I could not drink more than one of these. I think really the the fourth of a bottle I got here was enough for me. Really? Yeah. It's good. It's just not. I don't can't imagine having more than half. I mean, I think it's just. I don't see that as a bad thing. I think it's just so flavorful. It's like really in, in strong. A, in a good way. Yeah. That it's, it, I feel like it's... Honestly, I feel like this should have been in a bomber. 
you know, and just like maybe had like a slightly bigger pour per person. But uh, I like it. I mean, I admire I what think, they did. I think it's really sure. good. Like, I think it's like a shareable beer. I, I don't think that it's like one where you just pour yourself a full, like, yeah. you know, like uh, snifters worth. And then it's definitely great whatever. for a bottle share for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's really good. All right, and 12% alcohol, you you don't want to <laughs> yeah, like, uh, hit, hit a lot of this. You say that. You want to be at home for yeah. this kind of beer. All right, well, uh, Javi, we can find all your fine work at centraltrack.com. Yes. Uh, beer coverage, movie coverage, other coverage. What you guys just named, what, Brain Dead, your favorite brewery of 2016? We did, and uh, honestly, uh, I can't I, – I mean, I didn't write this year's uh, top brewery of the year. I wrote uh, last year's uh, – which was Lakewood, but uh, I'm not gonna lie. Our, our uh, beer reviewer guy, uh, Ben Smithson, uh, he he picked the right one because honestly, like their uh, their special releases, their uh, experimental stuff, has been some of the much more interesting stuff around uh, Dallas, right. the Dallas brew scene. And I always make it a point anytime I hear that they come out with a new beer, I always make it a point to go out and uh, try everything. Yeah, it's so it's. It's really great. They're doing uh, barrel aging. They're doing um, you know wild ales, farmhouse ales. They're doing they're, like the, there's the, people the, know the whole it. gamut. Yeah, they're a group up great. here in Dallas, and they just started bottling within the last year, right? Uh, they they actually bottled within their first year. Uh, their first actually, so at your um, was it your Christmas party or Thanksgiving thing? It was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, like I brought the Hammer of the Gods, and that was already aged a year, and they had just opened like that summer, so. They've been bottling for a while, but they're expanding their bottling. Um, and, yeah, they're a brew pub based out of the Deep Ellum uh, neighborhood, which is historically a uh, music-centric neighborhood. I was going to say, it's real easy for you to check all that out, too, since you can basically walk over there and I'm try it out. I'm not lie. That's actually part of the reason why I'm still in the neighborhood paying that ridiculous rent. But We uh, appreciate you not lying about it, too. That's yeah, good. exactly. No, it's, you lie it's all great. freaking time. Great. Uh, and stuff and we can find your podcast what's on tap it's a you guys travel around to various bars other than your 12 days of christmas episodes yeah. uh 12 days of boozmas um but yeah you that guys travel the, around the advent calendar 24 days of uh of unique beers from yeah. Tool. uh but yeah it's uh you guys go around to pubs and bars and breweries in the uh scandinavian world right yeah 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 Will Mike Woods make an appearance on that podcast? Probably not. And I think he uh, he will not be making an appearance. What about Tiny Lister? There's, there's, Tiny Lister. Uh, I, I wish. I wish you could Tiny Lister. That would be awesome. Yeah. The gangster was always welcome. Uh, but no, he will He will not be making an appearance probably. And your partner's Matias, and he has his own brewery, and uh, he's quite the expert on... He's a big what sour fan, right? Yeah, he's a huge yeah. sour fan. And, and Matias does like... Like he does, he does really, really good stuff. I, I honestly, I meant to bring a bottle of one of his stuff, uh, one of his beers with us, and I had it with me, but it leaked on the on the on the plane. Yeah. So my brother and I uh, enjoyed it for uh, Christmas, and it was amazing. And, and uh, not not, I don't want to like brag, but I'm going to brag a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so he was he took he took that particular bottle, uh, which is a 17.5 percent um, barrel aged um, stout. Vanilla and, and and coffee nibs, and he took it to uh, to Copenhagen, and he had the McKellar, the guy mm-hmm. head of McKellar, yeah, uh, the namesake, right. try it, and he was just like, "This is almost as good as my barrel aged uh, breakfast out." Which he's got. You said he's got a project coming up with McKellar, right? right? Right. So, so he's hopefully he's going to be doing something with with McKellar, which the uh, owner is Mads Mikkelsen, of course, yeah, from Star Wars, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, <laughs> uh, as we all know him as Mads Mikkelsen, um, yeah. 
All right. Well, that's so good. so I, I'm really really like he does just amazing amazing stuff. His uh like if you're in Scandinavia and you see something from Olafsson Brewery um, available, definitely definitely go and check it out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you sending some, and we can just specifically tear it apart. Yes, we'll please. rip it a new one. Yeah, 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 dude. Dude, he he made this thing called a uh, not watch Michaela. He called a uh, uh oh geez, what was it called? Well, him and I we made a coffee brown ale called for coffee. Mm-hmm. And it was nice name. Yeah, it, we worked on it for a long time. It, it really came to us. It was inspiration, um, but it was it was so freaking good because brown ale's not the most exciting style. But this yeah. was like coffee, and it was sweet, and it was rich. Uh, it was so so good. And his IPAs and double IPAs are are really really good. All right. Well, hopefully in uh, March twenty eighteen, I'm planning to come out for six weeks, so I'll be joining you for every single episode. Yes. I'll be dominating every single yeah, episode. As well you should. You're, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week for episode... Uh, well, uh, no. We're going to have a... Next week, we'll play the What's on Tap episode that we did, and then we'll come back for episode 84 after that. So catch you guys in the next episode of Brewbloods. Probst. 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 Said it wrong. It's Jeff Probst. Probst. <laughs>